All right, everyone, welcome to The Big Golf Show. I'm your host, Nick Andreco. Along with your host, Eric R. Bay. We, ha we have a legend in the room. Mm-hmm. Mr. 59 himself, Mr. Chip Beck. Mr. Chip Beck. Legend. I like that. <laughs> legend. When did that start? <laughs> Just now. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. You guys are great at what you do. I'm thank glad you. I can help. Yeah, thank you yeah, for coming I'm, on I'm in. Glad making, making, uh, glad you can make some room in your schedule. Mm -hmm. um, I know we just wanted to talk with Chip about kind of what he's, what he's up to and what what you've been doing in the golf world. And, and so for people that may not, I hope people know who Chip Beck is, but um, can you give us just a, a quick little, little bio? Everybody knows you as Mr. 59. Sure. I or, almost won the Masters in 93 and almost won the U.S. Open in a, a couple of times in 89 and 86. And uh, that's the highlight of my career. I played in a couple of free rider cups and shot 59, which is always people remember that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I've played since 1979, and I've enjoyed every step of it, and it's always a challenge, and that's the – you have to put your best foot forward every day, and that's what I love about golf. Mm. So, you know, I'm 56 years old and playing the Champions Tour, and I love it. Current Champions well, yeah, Tour. I really enjoy it. I'm hoping to get a win this year, though. I haven't had a, a win yet, so mm. um, I'm that. looking forward to coming through. I think I'm pulling it all together this year. I like that. How, now, when you started out, how did you come up in the PGA Tour Q School? Or I did. I, I graduated from the University of Georgia. Didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I went to qualifying school and made a decision to continue on. I lost my card the first year. I mean, the first year it was like I missed my card by less than like $200. Oh, and for, keeping for my keeping card. keeping it that first year. And yeah. it was under like $7,000. Isn't that amazing? Man, that's, that's changed <laughs> and, a little uh, bit. I, I finished uh, 9th and 10th in the U.S. Open two years in a row and didn't even make $10,000. So it wow. gives you some perspective. We wow. played for the love of the game Man. in yeah, the 80s, you know, absolutely. when I grew up. And so we're, we wow. feel really fortunate that we had the opportunity to make the kind of money that we have. And sure. So, I mean, there are, there are kids out there today that are lapping us. You know, they'll have <laughs> half the career or third of the career and oh. – uh, three times the money. Wow. But we, we played for love of the game, and we still enjoy the game. So that's the beauty of it to me. I think that's the best part of life. That's awesome. That's a first shot, first shot at Q School. You made it. And then, did. And then how, did, how did you get back on after that? that well, makes... I missed my card, and then I made I, I finished second both times in that tour qualifying. Oh, wow. And then I never had to look back until, you know, I was in my 40s. Nice. And um, I just kept improving and playing, and I that's committed awesome. to it, and I just enjoyed it. Awesome. And what's what's nice about my life now is I have time to do more activities. I can develop my brand a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I can be involved with, uh, like I'm involved with Gray Oaks down in Naples. I play oh, golf yeah. with a lot of their members, and we have special events that we I'm involved with, like their member men's invitational, women's invitational. I, I enjoy being around the club and being around golfers. They're great people and it, it's it's mm -hmm. a great community and Gray Oaks builds a nice community and so it's fun to be involved with that. That's but nice. also, you know, just like working with, you know, golf web design, you guys have been great on helping me reach my fan base and connecting with them. We appreciate that. And I mean, like I'll, I'll I'll post something on Facebook and uh my wife actually does a lot of the postings for me, mm -hmm. which is nice. But hey, that's nice. She'll post the wrong tea time, for instance. Might oh. be 10 minutes off. And <laughs> yeah. within minutes, oh, Chip, you better make that tea time. You know, you're playing <laughs> You're playing at 12.15 today. You're not playing at 12 o'clock, you know. Oh, that's great. So we have a, a direct correlation to them, and, and I think that it's made my fans more like friends, and that's kind of nice. That's and there's, there are a lot about. of – there's just a lot of uh, – we've had like 100,000 people come to our website. Wow. 
which is a, you can't do that. And uh, you can't shake all those hands. I think it's going to grow. I think it's going to grow, and I think it's going to get better. So there, there are a lot of interesting aspects with technology that have really helped my uh, my outing rate go up. And uh, like nice. even just like for instance, when I've played, I've played probably with 125 executives where I've given. You know, I'll give them a 30-minute golf lesson. Mm-hmm. And most people, mm-hmm. they, 90% of people never get a golf lesson. And these guys are busy and they're hard to reach. And so I'd give them a 30-minute lesson. Mm-hmm. I'd send it on their smartphone. And, you know, it'd have all the nice V1 software mm-hmm. and all the beautiful, the new technology and the picturing. We and just all. interviewed Chris Hart beautiful. from V1. Yeah. It's yep. beautiful the way it can work. And then you, sh- you ship it right to their email address. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I had like 100% opening rate. And they watch it 8.5 times. So they're probably showing their friends or I'm, checking I'm it out. I'm impressed that you know the stats too, yeah, because so many of the guys so don't, don't know we've talked to they well they don't embrace technology at all like you do. I mean, how, tell us about that. Well, you, my, you've really embraced it, and it's I, you it's know pretty awesome my family, my daughters, and my wife love technology. Yeah. Even my youngest son. I mean, they they all love the technology, mm-hmm. and so I've had to keep up, or I'm gonna be <laughs> on the outside looking in, that's, and that's not much fun. So, I mean, my wife perfect. has really, like, for instance, even uh, the the uh, the Apple Store in Northbrook in Chicago, uh-huh. they wanted to use my wife as an example of a small business that optimizes all their services the best. Really. So she's Ooh. really savvy with it. She knows all the analytics. She nice. knows how to use all the social networks to to her advantage. And, I mean, even she invented this product called Grip Guys. We're here at the PGA yes. show. Yes. And um, it, it's an, I'm teaching her to play golf, and she says, I'm showing her grip. She says, man, Chip, that's way too complicated. <laughs> I need something that changes colors yeah. like the mood ring when my hand's in the right uh-huh. place. Uh-huh. And I thought, man, this girl's crazy, isn't she? But... <laughs> Anyway, she looked it up. There was nothing there. And so she I can do that. So she invented a, an adhesive strip that you, it comes like a Band-Aid. You put it mm-hmm. on your grip, mm-hmm. and it sticks on there for, you know, six months to a year. You can probably use it. They only like stay six months, but it'll last a year. Long. Yeah, okay. It's got nanotechnology on the outside of the product, which was used for reentry of the space shuttle to keep it from, you know, overheating. So okay. it, it keeps the grip guide tacky and okay. you know from wearing, wearing out too quickly and so it's a very durable product that you know changes colors when when your hands in the right place teaches you how to hold the but it also yeah it but right. what what also is good about it they have a, a three-dimensional strip which you can feel it so like the institute for the blind they love it because they're oh. they can feel where the hands are in the right place oh wow so when you're looking at juniors and and kids that want to play golf for instance you know that you give them a lesson five minutes, they can't remember where to place their hands. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea and they can't remember. So every lesson, for at least a year, you've got to show them the grip because the grip is it. It predetermines how you swing, mm. and What's it's so important. Yeah. The computer sciences have showed us so much about it, and so we know today that you know the guys that have their thumb right up and down the shaft at twelve o'clock, they're hitting mm-hmm. hooks, <laughs> and there's not one LPG Hall of Famer that has her thumb like that. Because you have to bow that wrist to square mm-hmm. the face. Mm-hmm. Biomechanically, it doesn't work as well. And so if there are 24 different combina- combinations of shots, you can't get to a quarter of them. The high hook, with the high cut, cut yeah. with a thumb down the middle. Right. But also the guys that make it on tour with their thumb down the middle 
are great putters. Like, for instance, on the Champions Tour, Chen Sun Lu and Corey Pavin are our number one and number two putters. And they play with their thumb down the middle. They're always rolling their wrist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they have to be good putters. They're not as accurate as most people. So it's a fascinating game. But the computer sciences, they really change the way we look at golf. I mean, it's completely changed from the time oh, I was oh, yeah. a kid. Technology, oh, yeah. They'd say you want to hit fade, put your thumb down the middle. But those guys are hitting hooks. <laughs> and you look at Paul Azinger, David Duvall, and guys with stronger yeah. grips, they hit really good fades. Mm-hmm. And they can hit the ball low in the wind. They can hit it high when they need to. A lot of good, good, good golf comes from a stronger grip versus a weaker grip. There's no question. Well, when it, you know, Grip Guides is the company that, that she, I know she started, and you, and you helped. I think is your grip. Is that your grip on there? It's a template of my grip, but it's the classic Varden grip. Okay. Okay. But, you know, one of the nice things about it this year, she was made a silver partner for the first tee. There are only 20 companies that were made silver partners. And so that's that's quite a... Well, I wanted to ask you, how... how, Vote of approval. If there are golf professionals out there that have an idea like that, you know, we've all gone gone to Home Depot at some point and tried to build these things, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, Can you talk a little bit about the product? I know there's, I'm sure there's details you can't. Uh, you'd rather keep private, but like, can you go through kind of the process of, of how, how did someone get started like that? How do you do What's it? really interesting, at, at an Ivy League school, I think University of Pennsylvania, they're teaching a course called Micro Startups, and that's where they use the, the assets of what you make and the, the, the profits that you, from, your, that you, from selling your product and making it and what have you. You take those profits and you pour it back into the company and you grow organically mm-hmm. at the start. Mm-hmm. They call them micro startups. But what's interesting about it is because of the computer sciences, it's much easier to reach if you're trying to export things to Japan. You can reach the consulate right on the Internet. You can meet people in Chicago, for instance. My wife has met people that have helped her that export to Japan. They want Illinois products made in Illinois. And so there are, they give her all kinds of information. And they say, look, if you sell $250,000 worth, we'll put you in these international trade shows. There's 16 of them. And, I mean, she learns. Wow. You know, and they want people like you. You're a perfect example of somebody that, you know, we want to be proud of coming from Illinois Mm -hmm. and getting involved in exporting. And so there are a lot of people out there, a lot of resources to help you really sell your product on a global basis. And uh, so... Without the computers, there's no way you could go through the amount of information and do oh, the man. research that you need. But most, I think 80% of all businesses fail from lack <laughs> of knowledge. Oh, yeah. And so... In the first year, usually. <laughs> lack of experience and knowledge is what it is. But now, I mean, I feel like my wife's going to be really successful because, first off, she's really good with computers, mm-hmm. and she knows how to do the research, and she's got a good business mind. That, that's I mean, super it's, important. It's, it's incredible. She could tell you more about it, but well, it sounds, she's it much like, better at it than I am. It sounds, I, I mean, watch. And she's hustling. I mean, she's, she's, she's not, uh, you know, she's putting all effort forward. It's not like she's sitting back and, you know, just hoping things happen. I mean, she's being very proactive. Very proactive. And, and, you know, there, she, like, she contacted this young lady in Japan that was uh, a single mom, and she worked for Toyota in their marketing department, and she was... Uh, Karen's first client on Elance or one of the uh, e-commerce systems, you know, where you can meet people and get people to do work for you. There's so many people out of work and what have you. So there's a whole network of people that you can reach. Mm -hmm. And so she translated a lot of her 
our product and our and our packaging translated into Japanese. Oh, that's so nice. we had a meeting with a Japanese firm yesterday. She had all the translations and all that. I mean, it's that's, just impressive yeah, to see what you can actually do. That's smart. She's hustling. And, yes, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it. but she couldn't do it without computers. Oh, man. It would be a slow process. Yeah, much slower. Oh, yeah. man. So I'm really proud of her because it's not that easy to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're no slouch with the computer. I mean, you do a lot of YouTube stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot, I mean, a lot just, of YouTube videos. <laughs> you do well, a lot of really YouTube good videos. instructional videos. Yeah. I like those. Oh, you do? I do. Yeah. The, I like the last those set that we did, we, we were trying to figure out a way that we could find a corporation to embed it in their website. And so we did some real nice examples with music. We had this young fellow back in Chicago that is friends of my wife, and uh, you know he's a in, he, well, economics major from Illinois, but he's he's always made a living in music around, and he's got his own little design studio when it comes to music. And so he did the music for our 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 um, the video clips yeah the there, video like, clips like the intro and, music yeah, thing. yeah and he bound it all together, and I thought it was so professional. It was like whoa, these guys, when you have a professional that does photography and the music and it makes a huge difference. Oh man, we preach and, that all the time. Oh We're gosh. Taking that extra step. It's fantastic. Nice. So the last ones we did are, are, are outstanding. So we're hoping somebody will come through and want to be involved with us in that manner so that we can, like you know, draw people to their website. You, you embed a chip's corner in their website. Mm-hmm. You can draw people there. You can, if they have a lot of golf clients, you can, you know, answer their golf questions. And what we found is that, and I think it's probably true, I think 100% of the time people buy golf equipment after searching and asking their social network. Oh, sure. So I have yeah. people all the time asking yeah. me, Chip, what do you think about this? What do you?" Th-? So, I, you know, I have Callaway equipment, and I show them, and I, we show pictures of it and what I'm doing with it. And Perfect. So it's a... It's great for Callaway. It's great for me, and it's good for the person tuning Man. in. You know, so boy, it's it's kind of refreshing. It seems like like all the things you're doing, like through the social web, through YouTube, and Facebook, and Twitter, like you've really embraced it. And it, it seems like from you, it really comes natural. We because we get a lot of guys that ask us, okay, I have a YouTube account now. What do I do? You, it, it seems really natural from you. I really well, like I that. remember that's, that's... it was my daughter's freshman year. She was at University of St. Louis. St. Louis University, and she had just worked her way in to meet Taylor Swift at the Taylor Swift concert. And, I mean, you know, she's saying, yeah, I know the manager, I know this. She got in early. She was there three or four hours early. She wanted to meet this girl. She was determined to meet her. She liked her mother. <laughs> so Mary Catherine, you know, I'm just going to visit her at school, and they had a, a great time at the concert. They're all smiles, and we're sitting there at dinner, and all of a sudden they get a tweet. To Both girls, they got a tweet, or Mary Catherine got a tweet from Taylor Swift saying, St. Louis was amazing. It was great meeting you. They thought it was directly yeah. to them. Uh, they were like giddy little schoolgirls. <laughs> and I thought, my gosh, that is powerful. Oh, yeah. Because these two girls were so excited with that experience. I thought, man, Taylor Swift knows what she's doing. She, oh, yeah. she connected with my daughter and her friends in a way I haven't seen just through that little tweet. And I thought, wow, there's, there's some power in that. So anyways, uh, I, I think it's real story. easy when you start realizing the, the importance of that mm-hmm. and how people really, like when I'm playing, all the activity goes up. They want to know what time oh, I'm playing, yeah. what, what's going on, who I'm playing with. And uh, so anytime I'm active and I'll do a blog, it, the viewership goes up. So 
it's kind of nice. And it's it hard work, too, because you have to work. stay diligent with it. Absolutely. And uh, that's why I appreciate you guys. You've helped me a lot. <laughs> Take care of all the rudiments but of I'm, getting it done. I'm glad you said Yeah, it is It is a little work, and that's what a lot of people, like I said, they just say, okay, I sign up for Twitter now. Should I be getting 100 followers or what? You know, they don't realize it's, you know, you got to put the effort into it to make it happen. Yeah, but. But I think the, uh, I mean, well, Justin Bieber this week passed up Lady Gaga for the most tweets in the country. I thought, wow, that's really amazing. And when the Pope did it, he hit, I forgot how many millions of people he hit. I mean, I thought, man, the Pope getting with it. I like right. that. <laughs> the, uh, well, when it comes to that, with especially YouTube, do you have any kind of tips on when you record? You're not recording with a full, I know some people probably think that you're using a whole studio, like a whole you know, production you company. You definitely need a mic. There. You definitely need a mic. Love it. Yeah, a lavalier nice. mic. You need yes. yeah, you need the uh, the boosters, and you need good good equipment. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife uses a very good camera that does beautiful videos. And uh, it takes practice. You got to get out there and start practicing. You know, and so you know how do you uh, where where she's really good is she's able to splice the videos. Mm-hmm. You know, reduce the noise in the background. There are a lot, and she can enhance the colors. She can take the marks out of my face, you know, whatever. <laughs> she's, she's really good at that. The so post editing, yes, all the, yes. the post editing, she's good at all that, but it, it pays to really have a good camera. And if you work like I work with my wife and I'm telling you, we get better each time we do it. We get, we, we know that it needs to be, you know, under two minutes or people get bored to tears with it. They'll Great turn too. it off. And mm-hmm. we also know that, uh, you want to keep them on your website. You know, so we manage our web page mm-hmm. with your help, figuring out how to keep them there. And that's really important, too, because okay. you don't want them to just come on and then leave and can't get back or, mm-hmm. you know, get interested in other things. Because yeah, that's yeah, kind exactly. of the way it is. And everybody wants something free, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of even my, my mother-in-law was my, even, you know, my mother and my mother-in-law, they want things free on the Internet. You know, it's like, wow, this is incredible <laughs> well that's what we, we think it's great that you put that stuff out there for free because we talk to people all the time that they want to charge they want they yeah. want to say hey i want to set up a website that has uh, i want to put all my videos on here and i want to charge people 10 bucks a month yeah. and and we always tell them we use you as a reference we use you know a lot of our clients that that just give out free content we say well these guys are giving away for free why are they going to pay you you know why why is that and i think it's so, great that you embrace the yeah. the free aspect of it because you're going to make you're basically growing your name online and you're growing your reputation and, um, you know, you're making that money back or you're making money elsewhere. You know, you're just using that through your, whether it's, you know, corporate outings or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Corporate outings are good. And then also we're going to set up an e-commerce store this year, which I think will be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of, I think even the tour now has a company that's doing it for free for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, web.com and, Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's pretty nice. Tour. You know what I'm saying? So there are all kinds of opportunities for guys to get help. Mm-hmm. And it's worth looking into for sure. Now, I know you use a lot of the video stuff with your pro-am partners. Can you talk about what you do? Oh, yeah. I, I know that you, you're active in it a lot. Um, I don't know how much recently, but I know that you did a lot with your pro-am stuff with, with using V1 and sending them lessons. The Branded Academy. You know, It's how- a great thing because... It, it, I mean, like, for instance, I did an, an outing with Smuckers, and it was me and two other pros, and we played with 10 uh, executives. They were in the grocery business. And, like, 
this one guy, I sent him every, everybody a video, and they really loved it, and they were going back and forth talking to each other, and they finally got this guy in Wisconsin who had 100 stores, and he says, he emails me back, he says, Chip, everybody's talking about how they love their golf lesson, and, and I don't know where mine is. It must have gone to spam, or what? can you resend it? So I resent it to him, and he was happy as a clam. <laughs> you know, and, and when I played with the Boeing guys in Seattle, I mean, these are engineers, I had two of them that I gave them four and five lessons. They wanted, I've tried that, I've worked that, this is doing well, what would you do next? So I, I really uh -huh. took them through four and five lessons, wow. and which is really nice, you know. And I always felt like, you know, that's a real nice thing to do for the tournament. It's, it's nice for Boeing, you know, and you hope they would know that, you mm -hmm. know, but mm -hmm. the executives knew it. But you would hope that uh, it carries on that day of golf long past Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And it builds real nice relationships. And so I feel like I've been really good at that. And so I approached two companies last year, and they, they instantaneously loved the idea. And uh, it's, it's just a, a wonderful way to reach people that are hard to reach, and you can send them updates. I mean, they, the people always love the Ben Hogan tip, the only one he ever gave, you know, about using your hips. And oh, yeah. um, some of the videos are just so fascinating and historic Sam Sneed swing whatever it's just a great way to interact with executives and people that you want to you know have friendships with and develop relationships over the long haul with so you know Eric what I like about that is that you know we've been talking to a lot of people about relationships and mm -hmm. you know this is a great example a great story that Chip just told this is how he does it mm -hmm. you know everyone always asks us what's the secret what do I need to do you just need to you know like I said Chip's not I'm not, I'm, not you're not, you're not, you're not, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. He knows super, how to do it. You know, a super pro at YouTube or Twitter or anything like that. But you kind of understand how it works a little bit, and you just embrace. You know, you embrace it, and um, and you use it to your advantages and, and things that are going to help. You know, not only people you're playing with, but you know, help grow your brand. And I think that's and, and that's the message we always talk about. Constantly. Well, you know, like even a newsletter. When I send my newsletter out, I would generally get an outing. Yeah, really. Which is pretty good. And I've gotten, you know, a couple outings for $7,500 each. Oh, that's and terrific. How can you beat that? <laughs> so if it all makes it worthwhile. Those relationships are yeah, key. It's really, yeah. really nice. And, and consequentially there, I mean, you really are as well helping to build the game of golf, too, to really grow it. Without I mean, a doubt. As you're doing at your club down there in Naples. I mean, you know, playing with the members every day. I'm sure that really inspires a lot And when of I see boys. kids, I say, go look at my video. It'll show you exactly how to work on this yeah, technique I'm teaching you right now. It's perfect. So, yeah. who are you working with now? Uh, you, you, I know you did some work with Dr. Suddy. Are you still? I've worked with Dr. Suddy for 14 years, and he's he's an amazing teacher. There's no question. And one of the things that I've embraced in the last six eight months is the new flight scope. Oh, there's a guy in Chicago that started teaching my son named Richard Franklin, and he played at SU. He played on the Canadian tour, and he uh, started a junior program at Deer Path and in Lake Forest, Illinois, and my son got so much better in a month, I couldn't believe how how he improved his game. And so I started talking to Richard, you know, and I got on the flight scope. And it's it's like the track man, but they, they actually invented the algorithm for showing the D-plane. And the D-plane is really fascinating because I never understood the, the ra relationship between when the ball's, when you hit down on it and when you hit up on it. What happens? So the flight scope, they really determine that for every two degrees down that you hit on the ball, you have to be two degrees left, swing two degrees left 
to hit the ball straight. So, for instance, if you're hitting an eight iron, normal pro hits four four degrees down. He's got to be two degrees to the left to hit the straight ball. Wow. So the when you hit a driver, like for instance, when you hit up on a driver, which you want to hit on up on it to optimize the path. I mean the the spin ratios. You want to keep a low spin, and they're finding that. I mean, like TrackMan says, fifty five percent of the pro golfers hit down on it. But if you track the winners in the last six months to a year, the guys are starting to hit up on it more because they realize the flight relationships so are so important. And so, for instance, for every degree up that you hit on it, you have to be a degree to the right swinging. A degree. Your path has to be a degree to the right mm. to hit a straight ball. So, for instance, Bubba Watson looks so funny hitting it, right? <laughs> yeah. But he hits like eight or nine degrees up on it. So the algorithm, I think it's something like 25 yards left or right of where he's going. Wow. He has to swing there to have the ball go straight. You know, it's like wow. hitting on an uphill lie. Sure. If you're hitting up, like if you get on the uphill lie mm-hmm. of a bunker or something, you're hitting it, it'll generally go left. Well, that's what's happening. So you have to know how to play that and how to work those relationships. So I would go through my set hitting every shot, a little fade, a little fade, all the way through my three wood because they're all on the ground. Then I'd tee it up. Be 10 to 15 yards off my starting line. I think, wow, what's going on? But the flight scope really determined all that. And it's made it a lot easier for me to understand how to drive the ball better. And so it's the computers, if you're not practicing, like this Richard tells me, he says, Chip, if you're not practicing with the computer, you're not practicing in the 21st <laughs> century. Because they don't care how it looks. They don't care how, how you do it. But... When you can, they can get the path. Yeah, they can zero out the path. They can tell you exactly how to do it. I mean, like, like they say with Jack Nicklaus, you know, he really had it figured out. He'd tee those three irons up, the long irons up, and basically what he was doing, he was hitting level or up on the three iron. Hmm. And they know that the narrower that D plane is, the more compression you have. So if he hit down on it more, it would increase the spin on the ball. It'd go shorter. But when you tee it up and hit up on it. You narrow the D-plane, and the ball reaches, and it goes. you compress the ball more. So some players knew it intuitively, but like Nicholas. Yeah. But now they can tell you scientifically yeah, why it works. Yeah, would never know that. Yes, yeah, so they're, I mean, it's really hard to do, but they're trying to get these young kids to de-loft their driver on the upswing so that they can optimize the flight oh. and the spin. And, man, I'm telling you what, the technology is – Pretty fantastic yeah, to see how it works and comes it's, it's together. It's moving rapidly, too. Yeah, and so I've learned a lot just by watching my, where my swing is going and my club face and the path of that. I mean, like... Are you, Chip, are you using that or are you using that in combination with video? Or do you I'm just, not using video as much. Video? Okay. okay. When I go to my lessons, I mean, I've looked at my swing one time in about six months. And it's kind of a nice relief, though. From trying to do things that probably don't make any difference at all, versus you know, yeah, if yeah, you can from getting you, too you play by right? feel, you yeah, play by feel, right. and so if you can feel what it what it is to you know tilt that plane, you know six degrees to the right or, but but also what I've learned is that you know on your short irons you can shift the plane to the right or left a lot more than you can with, um, you know, starting with a five iron for instance because. Only 30% of the path is actually imparted into the ball with the short irons, whereas 85% of the path is imparted into the driver. So that if the driver's, you know, three degrees off in path, shift it two to three, three degrees off 
let's say five or six degrees right of your plane or, or target line, that can really make you hook it or push it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, because it's 85%, you know, predetermined by the path, face angle and what have you. So it's a, it's a better, I think a, it's a good way to f- realize how to make your swing work oh, yeah. just through path, path alone. Whether you raise your arms a little bit, hit the ball, you know, get your path a little bit more level or maybe a degree to the left versus having a degree to the right. You can learn all that and you can play with that. So I think it helps with aiming and computers are just, they're, they're so good today. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't play a, a driver that I don't test on the computer. You know, we noticed just this week that I'm testing out all the new equipment that I've got with Callaway. I think they have the best equipment they've ever made. And uh, we have a new driver. And um, it it's so good. And yet I was hitting it about a th- just a thumbnail in the heel off the center. And so my, you know, what they call the uh, smash factor wasn't up as high as it should be. And, um, you know, so I've got a couple shafts sent in to Gray Oaks. I'm going to try them in the next day or so. And organize that and hopefully get that sweet spot room nice. the ball hitting right on the sweet spot so Power that's all technology. technology oh man it, you you can't hardly survive without technology today in golf oh yeah it takes you so long to get a driver how, the callaway could fit me with a driver in a morning it's in a couple hours it's how, really amazing well, let's say just back in the 80s when you had something going on in your swing how would how would you fix that compared to now <laughs> well back then sure it was a little different you're right? just playing and what, what's interesting, I'd work with teachers that I was learning as much from, they were learning as much from me as I was learning from them. Mm-hmm. So you kind of learn together. Wow. And so um, I think it's a little different today in the respect that the knowledge is a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. players throughout the world are getting better because their grips are getting better. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of Eamon Darcy's anymore with the swing <laughs> going all over the place, you know. and. Uh, all the quirky swings that we'd see growing up mm-hmm. because when you have the proper grip, it's, you don't have to make as many compensations. And, uh, so that's really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. The information is so much better. I mean, like the PGA of America is working with a lot of the uh, boys and girls clubs, their coaches and what have you, mm-hmm. but they can take like a grip guide put it on the kid's club, and they, they'll be a, have a better grip and a better chance to succeed. Start them off right. Yeah, and so if they're not certified with the PGA, because we're trying to grow the game, and you have to use the resources, the first tee program, for instance, if they you know, have these life coaches and people that are around, these children helping them, if they could have a grip guide, you know, it'll help. And there's all kinds of tools out there that'll teach these children in a much faster rate how to get oh, better. Man. Way more now. So Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a great game. It's a great game. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Eric, when we talked to, to Chris Hart at V1, you know, we referenced that U.S. Open video that Tiger kind of gave a shout-out to V1. Mm-hmm. But in that same interview, I remember, um, he also made the, the point, Tiger made the point that there's kids in Asia now that are, they don't even hit a golf ball outside. It's six months straight video simulators, inside, yeah. simulators, and then they and then they put them outside. He's like, so they don't even know what it's like to hit golf balls outside, but they have almost perfect swings by yep. the time they get out. And I, I just wanted to piggyback, piggyback that with, you know, we we knew you chip from Methodist. You know, you're right across the street. You have a, a ties to, to Kings Grant, 
And you 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 grew up around. I mean, playing. Oh yeah, playing that. So they're here this week too. They have a great presence, and they're all in their coat and ties. Oh yeah, they they run a real nice program there. So when you were when you were, what I want to ask is when you were when you were practicing and playing because that, that you practiced and played out of King's Ground a little bit. Did you I not? did. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. when so when you were doing that compared to something that you know like Tiger said about the the kids in Asia that are just hitting balls inside now and outside. How did you growing up? play and practice compared to maybe how they're doing it or how they're tr- some people are trying to do it nowadays? Well, I have a lot of parents come to me and they talk about, well, should I send my son to this school down in Florida? Because we, we're shut out from golf from October to, to oh, May, sure. really. And, um, you know, the parents are so committed to helping the children, but you really can't learn the game on the range. It's a game that's played through interaction with people. Mm-hmm through the interaction with playing the golf course, you know, you learn a lot through your experiences on the golf course, how to control your temper, somebody getting made. You don't do that. You don't can't do that, Jip. You can't throw a club like that. You're going to kill yourself. Or, But you learn from other people and pros teach you, you know. And so I always say, you know, if you're really interested, you got to do like the Koreans. They're bringing their children to America. They're having him in a group of 100 kids that are learning to play golf at all about the same time. And when you're competing with them mm-hmm. and you're one of the best, you're going you're gonna to play some really good golf. You're going to be able to go through the ranks and play in college. So like in North Carolina, it was a real community around golf, and we played every day. I was, when I was a junior high, I was playing the, the sixth man on the high school team who was a good player. And... Um, we just uh, we had matches every day. I mean, I went for, like I told my sons. I said, John and Carl, because they would say, Dad you, Dad, you don't want us to play golf, do you? I said, No, it's not that. I said, It's just that you have to be so gifted to come out of this, this climate. I said, But think about it. I played from the time I was ten till the time I was nineteen. I never missed more than three days of golf, and I'm playing with great matches. I'm playing with the best players in North Carolina, and we're playing beautiful tournaments and I said it's a different environment I said it's almost like you know you have to have the DNA in your brain to go to Harvard there's a certain (laughs) skill there and so if you look at the professional ranks most of these kids have athletes and the athletic gene in their background I don't care if it's Paul Azinger's mother who's state champ these guys it's just part of the genetic code you know so it's more difficult when you're in, if you're indoors playing all the time, but I think with the computers, it's getting a lot easier to get your swing on track. See, one thing Doctor Suddy has proven, and is he's really good at teaching. I think he's probably the foremost teacher when it comes to teaching teachers to teach. And he realized that from their research is that people get better by when they first start out by not hitting a golf ball, by learning the movements first. Like they take groups of 10 people, and then they put them side by side. One would be hitting right from the day one, and the other group would be just getting their motion down, and, and then they put them together after a month or whatever it would be. And they found that initially the group that was hitting from the start would actually hit it better than the group that wasn't. But then two months, three months down the road, the group that learned the movement was three times better than the group that started out with all their bad habits. So when you don't hit a golf ball, you're learning better habits, and you can learn and train your brain better how to make the movements, and you're not influenced by 
the ball squirreling off and it's a uh, it can be discouraging and it can be challenging to try to correct something that's going right and everything is so opposite of what you think so it's going right so they're swinging further left you know so they don't get all the full mechanics down as well so there you know, there are ways to teach and I think the PGA of America, I think, is going about it the right way because you have to have kids with access, people that there are, there are probably 900 pros that help these kids in their, in their part-time with the uh, Boys and Girls Clubs, oh, the First sure. Tee, with all these programs that are going on. And um, it's, these kids can really have an opportunity if they really pay attention to it. The, the sad part for me is, like, I'll see young kids. I'll see – I did a clinic in Chicago, and there were 1,000 kids there, 900 to 1,000 wow. kids. It's a big clinic. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> they had the YMCA. They had the first tee. They had them all there together. Wow. And um, what was really fascinating about it, there were two kids that were so good. I thought, wow, you can see it immediately. Big, strong hands. They've got a beautiful golf swing. They're hitting the ball. And I would say, please, you need to start playing this game. But it's really hard when they don't have access. Yeah. I said, I hope your parents will bring you to the golf course. Ask them to take you because you could be really good. You could be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah. There, you could see access, talent. You know, when you get a 1,000 yeah. kids together, and boy, you, you really see it real quick. But these organizations expose them to golf. It gets them involved in the golf area where they're not afraid of it. And so what, what we've seen, even with my scholarships, is that you have people whose parents work in the clubhouses, on the golf courses. They might be the, you know, the immigrants, first year, <laughs> first generation. And then these kids will get involved. They'll go to, on the Evans scholarship. They'll go to college. You'd be surprised at the accomplishments of these children. But being exposed to golf and the manners and the, yeah. they, they learn the protocol, so to speak, for success in life and in business, that's pretty good. And it's all through golf. And that's one of the hallmarks of the First Tee Program. They're really good at teaching that. And PGA of America is doing that as well. You know, so they're, through their, what is it called? Their, uh, they're doing their Golf 2.0 stuff. Is that yeah, that's a new initiative. I mean, they have the, the you know, Tee It Forward. Yeah. I mean, they have a bunch of, bunch of initiatives, I know, that, um, to promote exactly what you're talking about. And they're, I mean, it's very, very good working with the Boys and Girls Clubs, you know, Nota Begay and some of the, uh, uh, you know, the Native American. Uh, they're trying to reach 2.4 Native American children, you know, through the Nota Begay Foundation. Oh, wow. And so there are lots of uh, initiatives to get these kids involved Playing in golf, golf, change their lives. You yeah, know? yeah. I like I think, that. I think about. everyone benefits from that. Oh yeah, our I whole mean, society. Whole You're society. right about I mean, it. Not, not just yeah. a business standpoint, but no yeah. question. The, the American cultural cultural cultural. It's a it's <laughs> a fact of life. So many times <laughs> the cultural experience, man. But no, that's really true though. When you see a a father who's the green superintendent or working, you know, cleaning the traps and a day laborer basically, and his father's mm -hmm. number one in his class, or the girl's number one in her class, mm -hmm. going to Michigan and get an engineering degree. It's phenomenal yeah, what you see. That's that's that awesome happens. To see that. In the Evans Scholar Program, yeah. that happens all the time. That's awesome. It is Where remarkable. It might not happen typically. That's, that's nice. And the reason uh, the PGA Tour and the PGA of America have decided to continue that scholarship is because of that, my scholarship, which makes me nice. really feel good. That's it awesome. helps people. It really does. It's a nice legacy leave behind. Oh, man. 
I'm hoping to keep growing it. <laughs> well, no, I, I like the fact that you're you're giving back. You know, it's not just hey, I go out and play a Champions Tour. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you do. It seems like you do more things. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, you do. You know, you, it seems like you only do a, a few percentage. You know, a little, a small percentage of your of your day is Champions Tour, and it seems like you're involved with a so trillion other more. things. Yeah. You know, I just enjoy it's, trying to enjoy the game and playing my best. You know, and I think it helps me to feel like my life is meaningful when I can help others. You know, that's awesome. So love it. That's that's the love beauty it. of life. I think when you're my age. You know, <laughs> the game's great, but there has to be more to life than just playing yeah. good golf, shooting yeah. good scores, right? Absolutely. So I think a lot of people have awakenings when they reach my age because they realize, man, life's half over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I better I better do something that's uh, well, going to get me to heaven, you know? <laughs> well, I think you've uh, imparted some really terrific education on just on this podcast that's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. so. We appreciate That'd be nice. That. Chip, where can people, is it, is it Chipbeck59? Is that your Twitter yeah, handle? Twitter handle? Yep. Okay, so people can yeah. follow you on Twitter. They go can you, go to YouTube. Is, is Chipbeck59 on YouTube? Yeah. They can type that in okay. and follow your YouTube channel. It's website. Website, chipbeck.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people can find you if they want to get in touch with you. So, yeah, it's pretty nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice website. Um, yeah. But no, Chip, thanks for spending some time with us. Um, yeah. You know, I, it's, uh, like I said, like Eric said, I bet you uh, people learned a lot of stuff, I'm sure, and, and hopefully can take a few things away and mm-hmm. apply it to their business. So, and apply Absolutely. it to, to what they're doing in golf. Absolutely. Yeah, ne- next time you should interview my wife about her, how she's gone about bringing this product to market. Because it's, it's an education in itself, just That's watching how that unfolds. We're gonna, it's we'll, amazing. We'll, we'll have to have her on. We'll do Skype yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> talk, about, talk about bringing in training aids and how you, you know. She's that good at that. Another, yeah, yeah. How you do that kind of stuff. And, she got a yeah. Skype and I was in England. She was in Chicago. Mary Catherine was in St. Louis and we were Skyping. It was fantastic. I loved Perfect. it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a wife that can do all that. That makes <laughs> that made my life really good. That's nice. And, and it, so it, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, Eric, where can, where can we people find us people can find us on twitter at the big golf show or on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash the big golf show uh as well as our website the big golf show.com and on itunes and on itunes yes subscribe to our podcast feed go to it's, go uh, to the podcast and type in the big golf show the big golf show you'll find subscribe. us right there yep